1: Well, Sam, it's Christmas Eve, 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 Eve somewhere in there. A couple more. <laughs> yeah, Eve-eves. <laughs> and as we lots get... Re- pardon me? <laughs>
2: Nothing. I just said lots of Eves.
1: Yeah, lots of Eve's. And as we prepare here today on the Masculine Journey, a little different topic than maybe you've heard at Christmas before. We're calling this one Christmas Invasion. And it's probably not the kind of invasion you're thinking about, but actually what Jesus was doing,
3: Jim. I was thinking they're probably thinking about home alone, but...
1: Uh, <laughs> no, not that kind of invasion. Not, not they're not going to rob it's the a house. a little, no,
3: little bit bigger than this that. This
1: doesn't have to do with materialism. This has to do with really the way perhaps you envision Christmas. When you envision Christmas, are you thinking of Jesus in the manger? Or are you thinking of Silent Night? Are are you seeing what was really going on that night from a standpoint of the kingdom finding a beachhead and actually something spiritual bigger than D-Day, way bigger than Omaha Beach, right Sam? We may have lost Sam.
2: Yes, no, I'm here. No, no. I couldn't uh, couldn't get the mute clicked off in time. Uh, No, it's it's exactly how your perspective is, and I know that I didn't have this perspective for a very, very long time until, you know, John Eldridge and and, uh, the group of Ransom Heart kind of opened, you know, a lot of our eyes to it. Uh, Wow, this is really what was going on at Christmas. It's it's amazing to, to get the totality of the story.
1: Right, and it even says it in Revelations. In fact, if you look at chapter 12 of Revelation, it says, Mother, child, dragon, and war. That's the, the intro, and it says, A great sign appeared in the heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and under her head was a crown of 12 stars. She's pregnant, crying out, birth pains, and the agony to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven, a great fiery red dragon, and had seven heads and ten horns, and seven royal crowns on its head. His tail sweeps away a third of the stars of heaven. It hurled them to earth. Now the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth so that whatever she gave birth to, he might devour her child. Is that the picture that you think of Christmas? We have got a a clip that we show at boot camp when we talk about this in the larger story of what actually was going on that night in Bethlehem was a little bit more like this scene from *Savior Private Ryan on Omaha Beach as these guys were getting ready to unload. And, and again, as it's, it's you hear what happens at the end with the machine gun fire, there's a lot of death. And just like in Bethlehem, the, the following days after Jesus' birth, there were a lot of mothers whose babies were beheaded.
3: Oh. Side stick. Move fast and clear
0: those murder holes. I want to see plenty of beef between men. Five men is a juicy opportunity. One man's a waste of ammo. Get the sand out of your weapons. Keep those actions clear. And we'll
4: see you on the beach.
1: Corey in the studio today with us. And Corey, when you saw that the first time, that movie, Saving Private Ryan. Oh, yeah. What was that like to see that kind of bloodshed?
4: I knew the first time I saw it when I was little, I'm actually, I threw up. It was just so graphic. And it's just crazy to think about what those men went through that day. I mean, it's just, just, I I just don't know how they did it. I really don't. All
1: right. And Andy, as, as you think about it, it it says clearly in Revelation that the dragon was standing there, ready to devour this child.
5: Yeah, I mean, whenever you hear hear that clip, they the the allies were definitely um, they were being devoured, or the enemy was waiting there to devour them. Um, I thought a lot of times what I what I would have done would I've had the courage to to uh, be able to stand and be able to to, to take the fight to the enemy incredible uh, men of courage and uh, uh, unbelievable uh, dedication laying down their lives for not only themselves but for a country and for uh, people and you know somebody mentioned that earlier it was that was uh, it, well, life would, would have ended as they know it if they hadn't have stood up and did that but. The parallel to the Christmas story to me is just so much um, we just think of Silent Night and Holy Night and, and the peaceful things of Christmas, but truly this earth was invaded, and we could tell from what Robbie was saying from the, the invasion that happened, the fallout was that, you know, um, thousands and thousands of children were sacrificed, uh, killed just to uh, prevent the Savior from coming, and it just was a monumental event. But it wasn't just this nice peaceful thing that where are you so accustomed to at Christmas. I love the peace of Christmas. I love all those things about it. But um it was definitely without sacri I mean, it was it it was definitely came with a sacrifice and it definitely came with warfare involved.
1: And Harold, you you know, you're of that generation. <laughs> I had to throw that in there that, you know, some of us were or around in the 40s when that was going on.
6: <laughs> well, yes, uh, I I was uh, almost six months old when, when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor. uh, uh so no, I was uh, I was after that generation. I was was it scary? Of, uh, oh, I was too young to know anything. But about even it. at five, when
1: when or you were four when D Day happened, you still didn't have any.
6: No, I was older than that when D-Day occurred. But uh, I have vague memories of uh, soldiers on the train when uh, the train would come through the little town where I lived, and uh, I rode uh, up here to North Carolina with my grandmother and my great aunt when I was just uh, really a young toddler uh, because uh, my aunt had married a soldier, and he was stationed at Fort Bragg. And we came up to Southern Pines where they lived and, I, and so I have some vague, vague memories of of that time, but I was awful young
1: but as you you've seen that movie and you've seen that clip and, and yeah. you've had a chance to experience it, of course, you know you you grew up in that a completely different time I'm, I'm curious your thoughts about the correlation between the two
6: well to me uh, it sort of mirrors what's already been said. I can't imagine. What it would be like to to be there on that LST heading in toward the beach, knowing that those machine guns are up there just waiting for the door to drop. Uh, it would be terrible. Uh, I was, uh, I thought I was going to be a warrior. I was planning to be a pilot in the Navy until my sweetheart bailed me out of that. Uh, so I never really experienced warfare, and I think that was a blessing God had in mind for me. That I was spared both of those wars.
1: <clears throat> well, we got a another clip, and you may wonder, well, Robbie, why are you? What's the point? You know, wh- why look at Christmas in this light? What what's really going on? And so we we want to play another clip from World War II. Actually, this is from a movie called um, Fury, where these guys are in a tank, and the part that if you haven't seen the movie, and it is. There's a little bit of language in the movie, but the movie is amazing. And these guys are realizing that their lives are about over. There's several, maybe even a thousand or so Germans headed their way. They are in one tank. There's all kinds of armor coming their way. And their mission is near the end of the war is just hold this one piece of property, which has a lot to do with kingdom if you think about it, because the kingdom is – Advancing, And it all has to do with holding ground. And so these guys have to hold this important piece of ground with one tank against, you know, literally thousands of Germans and all sorts of armor. And so as they're facing that struggle, this is a conversation in the tank that night.
6: Might as well get a little tight. Won't be around for the hangover.
0: What you gonna do with that? I'm
6: gonna drink it. I know you had me preach. I know it. What we're doing here is a righteous act, gentlemen. You hear me, Gordo? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, this Bible verse I think about sometimes, many times, it goes, then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, here am I. Send me. Send me. Book of Isaiah, chapter
2: six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. Wow, you're some. You
6: fight drank a machine, ain't you? Machine, that's it. That's his war name. That's perfect. <laughs> hey. I christened the machine.
0: <laughs> machine. 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 Machine!
2: Yeah. <laughs> I love it in here. I do.
6: Best job I ever had. Best job. Yeah.
1: Best job they ever had, Jim. But the the humor that that he saw in him knowing that Bible verse—can you speak to that?
3: Well, <clears throat> the person that uh, quoted it was not known for his reverence. We could
1: probably leave it at that.
3: But <clears throat> excuse me, they were a group of men that were, and it was close to the end of the war, and they knew it but they were going to do that job that they loved against overwhelming odds, which is what Jesus came into. Yes, he was God, and we know he's 100% God, but he was also human, and he had to be protected from the stuff going on in this world by running away with his parents. I mean, he was sent to Egypt to get away from the violence that was directed towards him.
1: Right, and during the break, as you're thinking about that clip, and I hope you will, think about where you've been in a situation like that, where you could have said, best job you ever had, because you were with a band of brothers and fighting for something worth dying for. We've got a boot camp coming up, March 21st through 24th. Check out MasculineJourneyRadio.org.
2: Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli, we're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way, you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that.
4: Then you can go to facebook.com, where you can click the Donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the Donate button.
2: Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285.
1: as an epic battle? Have you seen it as a D-Day invasion? Have you seen really what was happening as the kingdom was advancing? And if you think that D-Day was unbelievably you know, horrific from a standpoint of loss or whatever, think about the 12 men that walked with Jesus. Have you heard the story of what happened to them? And you know, there's worse things than getting shot. I can assure you, although we don't actually know how um, John the Apostle died, we do know he was boiled in oil before he went to the Isle of Patmos, and oh my goodness, I mean it was brutal, it was was horrific, but if you could picture with me a minute, Sam, you're sitting on the beach eating fish (laughs) 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 with Peter and James and John best job i ever had right sam
2: yeah you know i think that um there's things that in the midst of that danger you know when you're fighting for a bigger cause you know when you're um up against the enemy but you have you know god in front of you god beside you god behind you um those odds don't seem as uh overwhelming and you know, there's going to be casualties, and you may be one of them. But it's definitely worth fighting for.
1: And, and Corey is, is I, I'm so interested in your viewpoint because number one, you don't even know who Maxwell Smart is. Nope. <laughs> so it's just as terrifying to me that the world has come so fast by me that I'm I'm walking with guys who don't know what Get Smart is. But that's okay. But you do you, as this is your first Christmas to see this from this angle. Right. And, and what's, your, what's your take on that?
4: <laughs> and when this topic was explained to me and the way that you guys have explained it, it just made so much sense to me. And it just, I just, I loved that, the, the way that it was explained. Um, you know, I feel like since, you know, I've started on down this walk and started down this path that, you know, so sometimes like I'm behind enemy lines, um, you know, the the warfare that gets thrown at You know, when you truly give your heart over uh, and you want to make a difference, especially and you want to help other people, like it just gets thrown at you every single day. So, and and it's really hard and it is warfare. And I I genuinely mean warfare because not only do you have the enemy hurling stuff at you, but you also, God's going to put, make you some, take you down some uncomfortable paths. Um, I've gotten to where I'm truly figuring out that I've got to become comfortable being uncomfortable. Because he's God doesn't want you to, to be comfortable all the time. Your your path that He wants for you isn't something that you want. It's what He wants, and so, and so a lot of that stuff that you know is is it can become uncomfortable um, from time to time. So that's really quickly what I'm learning as I'm walking. So
3: there is a wonderful pastoral quote. I'm sure every one of them has heard and most have used. That a pastor's job is to afflict the comfortable and comfort the afflicted. Well, I usually hear it the other way around. And we really do need to get out of our comfort zone to get into the battle.
4: Absolutely.
1: And so now we got another clip for your contemplation. It is from the movie Glory, which here we have a whole company of, you know, in in the Civil War, of black soldiers who were finally given the right to fight like men. And actually, as the story is, that they will all die in the battle that they are fixing to go into. But the night before the battle, there's a prayer session I think everybody ought to <laughs> listen to um, to kind of hear you know, their viewpoint on what they were facing that night.
3: We stand before you this evening yeah. to say thank you. And we thank you, Father, for your grace you. and your many blessings. Yes,
6: sir.
3: Now, I run off and left all my young'uns and my kinfolk in bondage. Amen. So I'm standing here this evening, Heavenly Father, yes. to ask your blessings Amen. on all of us. Amen. So that. If tomorrow is our great getting up morning. Amen. Uh, if tomorrow we have to meet the judgment day. Uh, Heavenly Father, we want you to let our folks know uh, that we died facing the enemy. We want them to know
5: that we went down standing up amongst those that are fighting against our oppression. We want them to know, Heavenly Father, that we died for freedom. Amen.
4: We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let it out. Well, I ain't much about no friend now. Well, all
6: right. so... Never had no family and gift off my mama. Y'all's the only family I got. Well, yeah. that's our
5: family. That's all right. <laughs>
6: and, uh... I love the 54. Yes. Right.
4: Ain't much a matter what happens tomorrow, but we men ain't. We? Yes, sir. We are.
5: Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Yes.
1: yes. So Jim, we would be remiss if we didn't. No, no. take you up on your Civil War <laughs> understanding and the 54 when he said he loved the 54 they, they was something to that
3: they had gone through and this was pretty much their trial by fire but they had gone through a lot of abuse to get there and uh, it was a group of men that went into horrific circumstances as brothers and you know i I don't doubt this sort of prayer took place in the reality, mm. and in the movie, Everybody's killed in the reality, you know it was forty percent casualties, wounded, missing dead, but that had few parallels in the war, and for a unit that was brand new to do that, going up against veterans was amazing, and it was a matter of. Doing it for the right
4: reasons, following God. Yeah, they'd actually. <clears throat> we're just going to be used as manual labor, and them along with their officers said, "No, you know, we want to fight. Like we don't want to just work. Yeah. You know, so they had to fight to be able to get in the yeah, fight. Yeah,
1: and I love that. I I th- I've thought about it ever since I got the clip. Was we're men, ain't anyway. we? A- and that statement's way above. Not being called a boy, in my opinion, is way above other things that you could possibly think of in that, but the real thing that's happening there is a real man will put his life on the line for something that really matters, and these guys were real men.
6: I think uh, what they're doing is they're fighting for one another even more so than they're fighting for the bigger cause. Uh, like I said earlier I was spared any warfare myself Uh, I served in what I refer to as advanced boy scouts which was the Alabama Air National Guard at the time Uh, but what I've heard many times from those who have been in the war situation is that they're fighting for the guy next to them and that's why sometimes the stories come out where someone will dive on top of a grenade knowing that that is it's going to be their end but it's going to save their buddies
1: so as, as you think about it okay Robbie all right Christmas right and and I I couldn't help but reflect myself as you know I, I went into this year and I would hope you would do you would join me in the coming year to ask Jesus what's my word for the year and actually, he, he we talked about this in January, that he gave me the word prosperity, which at the time, me being the whiner than I am, I was like, really? Couldn't I have a better word than prosperity? <laughs> I mean, it sounded like prosperity. God. It just didn't sound like anything I wanted to study. But as he showed me more and more throughout this year, and I've, I've cherished this word throughout the year and looked at it time and time again, you get that Matthew uh, 11 verse where it says, since the time of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God is forcefully advancing and forceful men take hold of it. Well, that forcefully advancing is the idea of biblical prosperity, the kingdom forcefully advancing. But if you look in the book of Joshua, where it gives you some idea on how you get this prosperity, because he's obviously, you know, God is outlining to Joshua what needs to happen. And he keeps telling him, you've got to be Courageous and you've got to be <laughs> strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous, and then you will prosper. And keep the word in your and, and the idea there, actually from the Hebo Hebrew, is almost like Jacob as he latched on to the angel with all he could have, that be strong and very courageous means that idea of latching on. And if you look in the twenty seventh Psalm is a beautiful picture of wait on the Lord. And that word weight, when you really study it, you'll find out is like a rope that you're supposed to twist into the Lord. And as you twist into the Lord, then you will have the strength and the courage to latch on for all you have. And as, since the kingdom of God is forcefully advancing, if you have a hold of all that, you're going with that. And not only are you going with that, but you're tied together with your band of brothers if you will walk into the unity of other men or or people of the church that are willing to go into that battle with you. And and that's the picture, right, Sam?
2: Absolutely. It's the picture of how we face it. You know, I think that when I look at this Christmas Robbie, I don't want to lose the sight of the um peaceful silent night, holy night. I just want to hold on to the truth of what really happened that day and all the people that came before us to fight the battle and and for us to step in and fill our part of that role to fight for the hearts of others and the freedoms of others.
1: Andy?
5: Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I think I think we do. At, at, at Christmas is a particular time where the, the enemy likes to isolate us, particularly the people uh, that may not have family or whatever, and, and he uses those things. So all this, the gospel and how it brings us together and, and the war that we're in, we're, we're to come together and to be, you know, have that sense of community. That's what he died for is to bring us uh, together as a whole. And um, I think it's just important that we remember that, you know, we, we really need each other during this time. Um, like, I, like you said in the movie, it's like this is the best job I ever had. And when, I, when you say that, it's the, the community that we have going to war for the hearts of uh, men and women.
1: And talk about a great opportunity this Christmas for give somebody a present that will last forever. The gift of a boot camp. Coming up March 21st through the 24th, go to masculinejourneyradio.org.